Today on the Matt and Matt podcast, we're talking about our collection journey throughout the years. So get your ticket from the station, grab a seat, and make sure you don't miss the train. All aboard. Good evening, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to episode 63 of the Matt and Matt Skill Trains podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rochford. And with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Matt and Johnny. Matt and Johnny, how are you guys doing tonight? We're doing pretty good. You know, I'm uh, excited to have another show. I'm on it again. Would you go figure that out, huh? <laughs> oh, wait. You must have. I guess you missed that memo then. I guess we can't fire him yet. Which one would that be? Uh, don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you made sure you sent it to the right Matt email, right? Not, you know, uh, I sent so it to Matt underscore licorice lover at gmail.com. So. Well, you got part of it, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, gotcha. It's licorice sure, hater. Yeah. Uh-huh. There you go. Uh, all right. Well, you know what? Let's do. Uh, let's go ahead and start our check-in uh, like we normally do. Uh, so, uh, Matt Z, uh, what you been doing since the last podcast episode? I've been really busy. Um, uh, the last couple of days here, uh, late nights after work and all that, I've been uh, tearing up my layout. I am uh, in the middle of doing that. I actually have all the track up. And just before I started, uh, we started this chat here tonight, I uh, I started uh, uh, removing my screws that uh, held my table legs in. So uh, we are really, really close. We're starting the whole deal. Uh, I'm really excited to uh, keep going with that. So I'm going to keep going with that this week and uh, keep building modules and all that. So we're getting there slowly but surely here. Awesome. Dude, I wish you luck. And I'm I'm glad you uh, finally put uh, boots to the ground and uh, started the work because, I mean, that's that's what you got to do. You just, you got to, you got to start somewhere. And it's like a momentum thing. Like, it's kind of happened to me too when I did some upgrades on mine is it's always that kind of initial like oh I don't want to do this this is just going to take forever but as you start doing it like you build you kind of build up this momentum and uh, obviously the end result is is going to be fantastic for you oh yeah I I can't wait you know the and you're right the initial great I gotta do this and like you know I'm talking about before we started the chat was you know if I don't start you know I can't get anywhere so you know what i mean it's like well okay fine and i just got a new engine today that i took a look at and boxed it back up because i can't run it but uh yeah we'll uh that'll be uh for later on but you know what that too it'll give me an ambition to to uh finish so i can run the thing so the journey of a thousand are. miles begins with one step mm-hmm. that's an official that mad, mad podcast original quote <laughs> no not really but i wanted to say that Hey, it works for me. I think that this the the feeling that's going to be really satisfying is when you actually start putting track mm-hmm. together again. Once you get your tables all sorted, because I remember when I I redid my layout, I didn't have to script on the bench work. But after having a layout for so long and getting used to it, then you know you, you kind of forget what it's like just to put track together again. 
And uh, that that was one that made it really surreal for me. So I know you've been slowly but surely collecting all your track and, and stuff like that. So, um, I, in fact, you're putting track away today. If you if... got some Ross track out, I got I basically I made a couple crossover uh, sections, and then all my fast track is all in bundles uh, ready to be sold. I don't need it anymore, so I'm gonna list that. Uh, I'll try to list it up and see what happens with it. But uh, that, and so we're getting there. So I'm really excited to uh, keep going on the Discord and all that. I'll be sure to post updates, so keep an eye open for those. That's nice. Thank you. Well, let's go ahead and move to you, Johnny. What you been working uh, on? Let's see. What have I been up to? Uh, well, over the weekend, I went to Chicagoland, uh, which is our local hobby shop. Um, one that's on its way out, sadly, but, but you know, want to come and visit... Uh, this is Greg bothered Tim while he was working the the whole shebang. Uh, I actually got uh, some rolling stock. I bought a REA B60, uh, first B60 I've ever bought. Even though people like a certain Burnsy has like a gazillion of them, I thought it'd be nice to to grab one. I really should have bought the the Neem Pacific one he had. I might go back and buy it, but it's been really nice. I I actually tacked it on the front of my um my troop train, which is another thing I've been I've been playing around with. I think I've settled on what I really like for my troop train. So instead of just putting a bunch of military flats, it's a couple head-end cars, heavyweight cars, a um, bunch of troop sleepers, then the kitchen car followed by a diner, and then a coach at the end, which looks a lot more prototypical, at least in my eyes. I I don't know if it is, but it looks cool, and I don't have to collect a bunch of military flat cars, so I might be um, letting those go to our buddy uh, Chicago Jason here because I, I just don't have a use for them. They kind of look out of place for me um but by extension and matt re might find this interesting uh, i've actually made a switching puzzle out of it funnily enough um what i would do is i i run it clockwise and then i'll reach what i my brain and my imagination is the end of the line pull out the uh, rs1 that formerly was owned by matt z formerly owned by matt r now owned by me uh and and try to flip the head end cars on the bat on the front of the train from the front train to the other side of the train and then get the troop kitchen dining car coach to the other side and still retain the order, but reverse it the other direction, which is actually surprisingly fun and um, hopefully an easier switching puzzle since uh, my last one I had driven Maddie C and Roman to the point of insanity. So I thought maybe I should make one that's not only new, but a little bit more fun to, to do. So uh, I'll have to have you trial it next time you're here. I plan on oh, it. You get to use a Santa Fe switcher too. What more do you need? Yes. <laughs> or steal uh, it. Oh, also, uh, that reminds me. I actually also got a uh, I paid off DJ for some other cars. So I've taken Matt Z's place in, in terms of owing DJ money for, for trains. So um, <laughs> I purchased a uh, Sun Pacific uh, diner and two Golden Gate Depot heavyweights. So three Golden Gate Depot cars in Ooh. total. So that will add to my um, Golden Gate Depot... Southern Pacific heavyweight train, so really excited, and hopefully DJ will ship those out soon, and then I can continue to owe him more money for other Southern Pacific passion cars I'm buying off him. So, lots of cool stuff. Uh, how about you, Matt R? Thank. No, you're God. gonna you're gonna you're gonna join <laughs> him soon. <laughs> no, I've I've given him enough. You, say, you said that for the past two years. I know. Um, this... Now 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 I'm giving Matt R you, money. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> you didn't mention that at all. Even that thing's sitting in my house right now. 
Yeah. Is it? Not? What did you get, Medzi? I don't know. What did I get? No, no, I got a. Um, I'm buying from Matt the his dealer appreciation uh, BNSF GS4, the black with the white stripes. Uh, I'm really excited for that. That's been one of those I've been wanting quietly for a while, and uh, I'm really excited for that. And to uh, to give that some context, uh, the reason I sold him that one is because I actually found the PS3 version of that engine, which is what I had originally been looking for for quite a long time, and it popped up, and I snagged it, and at that point, I, I, I remember Matt Z saying he really liked that engine, so I offered it to him. Another engine owned by all three hosts, right? Yes, totally. Uh, it's a tr- it's a tradition. Exactly. Well, what about you, Matt? Or aside from acquiring your new BNSF GS4 and PS3, what what else have you been up to? Well, I decided to actually uh, invest in another engine, and that being the new Atlas Amtrak P42s that are coming out. So, and the reason for that is I've always been an Amtrak fan. Um, I've had Amtrak pieces in the past. And for someone like me, who's a very big fan of diesels and passenger trains, uh, especially stuff that comes out of Chicago, it's kind of odd that I didn't really have a, an, you know, an Amtrak, small Amtrak collection. Uh, so I decided to delve into it. I've heard good things about them. Uh, I've already seen some videos and some audio. Um, I did get the, you know, the general kind of silver and blue one. Uh, and my goal is basically to reproduce the Southwest Chief, which obviously, um, if you uh, are a big Santa Fe fan, you know, was the original Super Chief line as well, which when uh, Amtrak took over uh, all the passenger lines, uh, they basically renamed that route to the Southwest Chief, which is in fact still active today. So that's uh, Chicago to Los Angeles. So I do have a couple of Amtrak Superliners coming in as well. I have a baggage car that I found, uh, which should also be here. So trying to complete the set. Uh, not going to go crazy here. I, I do want a few pieces to kind of complete that, you know, Southwest Chief or, uh, you know, California Zephyr too. I can do either one. So I plan on uh, setting myself up to do either one. So California Zephyr, obviously. Uh, went from Chicago to San Francisco, and uh, it was a beautiful trip through uh, the Rocky Mountains. So uh, excited to get the Amtrak on board on my layout. Um, again, like I've always been a huge fan of Amtrak, especially since um, it's a modern, it is the modern, you know, uh, transcontinental um, railroad for, you know, passenger service. So why wouldn't I have that? I don't know why I didn't have it, but now I do. That's awesome, dude. I'm glad you actually met. You uh, ended up snagging one because I was supposed to get one uh, after our Atlas show we did with RJ eons ago. And I, I, by the time they actually arrived, I completely changed my scope of, of modeling. So I was like, ah, dang, I don't really need these anymore. But they, they're going to look fantastic on your layout. Thank you. I hope so. Yeah, I know that you, um, uh, the modeling era, uh, you know, went, went through some changes on your layout. And that's, you know, that's completely understandable as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you getting, uh, what kind of cars are you going to get for that? 
so I found two of the K-Line uh, 21 inch superliners, uh, new, like new in box, like never taken out. So now I'm on the hunt for two additional ones. I'd like to find a sleeper and probably another coach. So what I have coming is a coach and a diner. So a sleeper and another coach would probably be good uh, to complete the set. I don't need too many. Uh, obviously, I don't have a gigantic layout. So you know, 20, I think four 21-inch cars are uh, with also a baggage car on there, too. That makes for a pretty lengthy train, I think. I hope you know I'm going to tag on private cars at the end of this train. At, do whatever you want, man. <laughs> in fact, I look forward to it. Well, it's funny you say that because I also plan on doing some really cool stuff with uh, my Santa Fe steam engines as well. Um, I know, uh, folks, if you do kind of track and watch uh, older Santa Fe steam engines like 3751, um, they put that in front of the Amtrak engine uh, out in California. So there's a lot of like special runs. So I have a lot of stuff that I could really do with this. Uh, and uh, of course, I'm very open to anyone bringing stuff over and hooking up to that train and running it around as well. I'll, I'll make sure to do that. All right, well, I think that kind of finishes our, our uh, host check-in. Uh, let's get started on the main topic. Looking to expand your collection? Check out Trains.com. Trains is your go-to place for new and used model railroad products. They have everything ranging from engines, rolling stock, parts, track, and scenery. If you need it, they probably have it. With new discounts being added daily, you'll be sure to find something you like. Plus, Trains offers a newsletter which keeps you up to date on new items, discounts, and upcoming promotions. We've been using Trains for years, and we highly recommend their stellar service. What's really cool is you can also collect points by buying trains and using them on future purchases. With their awesome rewards program, you can earn points on every purchase that you can use for future discounts. Dedicated modelers can also join their private car membership to get exclusive access to new listings, earn 5 points per dollar spent, and unlock great benefits like no questions asked returns. Trains not only sells trains, but also buys them too. If you've got a large collection or are interested in downsizing and making some cash, you can head on over to sellmytrains.com. It doesn't get easier than that. You can find them using our affiliate link, www.trains.com slash MMOP, or if you want to use our one-time promo code MMOP, you can get $10 off a single purchase on the trains.com website. So check out trains.com and start expanding your collection today. Okay, so let's go ahead and start with our main topic for tonight, uh, which we will probably divided into like three separate areas. So we're going to talk about our collection journey throughout the years. So we're going to talk about the trains uh, that we played with and experienced uh, when we were kids. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, past layouts and all of the different phases that we went through uh, collecting from uh, semi-scale to command control and kind of everything in between. And then we'll go ahead and just talk about like where our collection stands today uh, and maybe, you know, some kind of like cool, interesting facts about our collection and why we do the things we do. Like, why do we love Southern Pacific or, you know, why do some of us love Southern Pacific? Maybe as an example. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to call out Matt Z first. Matt Z, uh, tell us about like uh, the trains that you played with and uh, as a kid and, you know, what, uh, what you collected and what interested you. So for me, you know, I, 
when I first started doing this, uh, it was really my dad and my uncle that, uh, kind of got me started with all of this. You know, for me, I started with ironically enough, union Pacific of all things. I had the, uh, rail King RS three and the rail King union Pacific, uh, FEF, uh, no number boards, no Mars light, very plain Jane engine, uh, both rail King, but you know, what can you do started off with that? And then we moved into my place I'm at now with the uh, eventually torn down layout, which is right now very sad to look at. But anyway, um, I remember getting a lot of starter sets of all things, uh, getting the McDonald's uh, F40 set, which that one was really cool. Uh, I, I am on the hunt for that one again, just because that was just a lot of fun. I really like that. Uh, got in some SD70 sets, uh, modern stuff, CSX, UP, all that sort of deal, and as well as the Amtrak Superliner uh, F59 in the uh, Pacific Surfliner scheme. Uh, I remember all those very vividly, and that was it. So really kind of modern diesels was really kind of the thing. Had some steam in there, too. Had some Pennsylvania 280s and things like that. Uh, it really wasn't until... Yeah, around maybe 2013 or so, uh, when we started to go to some open houses for uh, some local uh, club members of the TTOS club that they were showing off all their collections that really kind of opened my eyes, at least, to Steam, uh, Transition Era, all that sort of thing, and really made me like that aspect more than the modern diesels all that sort of thing and so with that i kind of put all those to the wayside and kind of looked at steam engines and looking into the more transition era side of things so getting like you know jeeps and f3s and stuff like that that was really what interested me and still does very much to this day you know i I got a few diesels here and there but i have two modern diesels right now uh, and that's about all I'm gonna own. You know, I, I'm I appreciate modern. Uh, so for any guys that listen to this, I, I don't hate it, but it, it's definitely not my cup of tea. You know, I sold all my modern rolling stock because you know I just I wasn't using it, and I figured I'd much rather put the money towards steam engines and passenger trains, which is another thing that I really really like, just because I'm a big fan of passenger trains. The history on them specifically is what I'm really into, you know. When you can, you know, look at let's say the 20th Century Limited or the Golden State or something, and you can just appreciate the train for what it was, not just for its, you know, oh it ran from here to here, but for its historical significance, I think is a big, a big deal. So that's uh, that's kind of my story. Okay. I think mine is probably a little bit similar. Uh, I started when I was around, I would say around eight or nine. Uh, I had a small HO layout. And then when, during the summer when I, when I would go visit my dad and my grandma, uh, they was always like a, I had a nice like kind of pre-built board with like a, you know, HO track on it. And that's really kind of what sealed the deal for me. Um, you know, no matter what scale, you know, you model in, like model railroading is model railroading. 
like i don't care what anybody says like it's all the scales are great and you know at that point um i knew what lionel was i knew what o scale was but you know obviously as eight or nine year old kid it was easier for me to you know set up an ho track where i had you know plenty of room to make a pretty big oval some switches uh made you know some lighted housing you know anything i could do get away with on a like a you know kind of a board i think it was like a four by four maybe it was a six by four board i don't remember but it was enough to pique my interest and and keep me uh keep me going and keep me collecting so uh i did that for a couple of years and then you know in late in grade school and in high school i i really didn't do too much model railroad model railroading uh, at all and when i got into my kind of 20s i would say like mid 20s that's when i really kind of dove into lionel and i bought a couple of the, the the big rugged sets uh and at this point they still came with the uh uh you know didn't come with fast track you know it still came with the the, the good old tubular track uh that i set up and i actually had a pretty big layout believe it or not it was kind of almost shaped the same way my layout is now it was kind of like this big l-shaped layout of tubular track and obviously nothing but conventional uh, i had a union pacific uh steam engine and then of course i had some uh santa fe uh you know diesels uh pulling passenger trains of course you know uh, but uh yeah that that kind of really imprinted in me like my love for for modern railroading uh in general for you know santa fe uh obviously when i ho i had plenty of santa fe and burlington northern there as well so it's always been a huge uh railroad interest for me and you know i took that with me and, and again like probably like a lot of people you know you you kind of go in and out of the hobby uh here and there and when i was married uh and bought our first house uh, I, my interest got peaked again. Uh, I think my, my wife at the time, uh, went and found this like holiday set. It was a holiday Lionel set. And I still had like all my old Lionel too. Like, I mean, it was in boxes, uh, but she found one like really cheap and it was the, it was a conventional and it, it, uh, it was a steam engine, but it had like one of the box cars that, you know, would play Christmas music and, you know, you put a battery in it. Uh, I still have like all those cars too. Uh, and when I put it, you know, it came with fast track. And when I put it upstairs in our, like, you know, our big kind of like family bonus room, uh, it just like something happened. And I was just like, Oh my God. Like I am, you know, I got to dive back into this. Like it, it was just like, a, I don't know. It's hard to explain maybe, but it's just like this whole, you know, feeling of just awesomeness came over me and i'm like man what have i been missing like this is definitely something that i i want to start working on again and uh yeah at, at that point it just it was it's something that i i wanted to continue doing and you know i'll talk more about uh you know the phases that i went through from semi scale to to scale and you know some other uh items that uh interested me and why i collect the things i collect but um i'll save that for um our our topics here coming up a little bit later on uh but for now i'm gonna go ahead and, and uh hand it over to johnny and he can talk about his uh you know his experience as a youth 
when I I think I had a very different, a similar but different experience than than some folks. A lot of people I, I know, like for example, our buddy Jason, um, Chicago Jason, uh, grew up with with Lionel starter sets, the the classic conventional fast track starter sets. But I, I was more like Matt Z. I, I started with MTH Rail King. Uh, I mentioned this many times on my channel and, and here on the show. The Rail King GS2 and the Alaska F40 were the the sets that got me into, or engines that got me into trains. Um, I it quite literally started with I was do I was pretty sick as a child, and my father went by one of our local hobby shops, which is America's Best Trained Hobby in Itasca, Illinois, and he he stopped in and he wanted something to distract me from from my illness, so he not only was kind enough to buy me the F40 starter set with all the this the the dome cars, but also to get me that Rail King GS2. And I love the heck out of those sets. And I, even though they're a very big part of my childhood, I didn't enjoy them the same way as, as most folks would. Um, I, the trains came out maybe a couple of times, and then they went straight back in their box and they <laughs> went into the basement. Um, I, I didn't get a chance to really play with them growing up. How I would enjoy it was vicariously through a home video of myself, of my younger self, playing with it and going absolutely nuts as my uh, grandfather would run the train. Uh, so it was very, it was a very different experience than most. Uh, trains also, uh, my love for trains grew more so through videos, uh, VHSs of Thomas Tank Engine, which is maybe where I have my interest of, of British trains and not only that, but colorful trains, um, as the characters are quite colorful in their their paint schemes. But also, I know Matt Z's in the same same boat as me for this one. Um, TM Books and Videos, I Love Toy Trains, was a huge part of my childhood. Um, I, I watched it so many times, and it, it was just... I remember I would annoy my mom because they would use Noma Talking Station clips in the video, and I would I would parrot them, uh, and just, just playing with my trains. And it would annoy her to the point where she's like, if you don't stop doing that, we're going to stop letting you watch this video because you're driving me up the wall. But um, yeah, TM was a big part, and I know I know the same goes for for Mad Z over there too. Oh yeah, I uh, you know I was just watching uh, not too long ago a guy threw him up uh, online. All of them. I watched all of them from beginning to end, and the nostalgia wave was ridiculous. I, I mean, I, I said I, you know, you watch those all the time. You know, you look at all the crazy things that they did in those shows, but yeah, it, it's. That was a lot of where my love for what I'm currently doing now with the winter theme, which we'll talk about later on, uh, was really stemmed from that. And just some of the things that they showed in those videos, all the post war accessories and all that sort of thing, really, that's where my interest came from out of that. And like I said, we'll talk more about it later. But yes, absolutely. Uh, I love toy trains and the whole TM thing in general, no matter what kind of show they did those were fantastic and hell i love if they made more maybe they right, will someday right yeah I'm, I'm with you there and i remember watching tm stuff I, they have a their level of cinematography is, is really special it's not just point camera at train and let train run they built these sets where you and your kid brain assume that this post-war these all these loops of post-war trains and accessories went on for like miles like it was just nothing but a room of trains. You never saw the edge of of their layout. It, it felt like it went on forever. And they spliced in real clips of trains too. And you know, if for anybody who watched Out Toy Trains, the the segment for the song, you know, Smooth Operator, that showing the forty four forty nine. 
Um, like I mentioned before, my trains were in a box in the basement somewhere that I wasn't allowed to play with because I was too young in my father's eyes to play with an electric train like that. And he, he, he wasn't interested in trains, so he didn't have a need to have them out all year. Um, so I kind of forgot what I had. Even though it was a Rail King GS2, in my, my kid brain, I assumed that the Rail King GS4 or the 4449 was the engine that I had. So that that's what I – it wasn't until I was much, much older that I realized it wasn't even that. Um, but that's that's where part of my love for the daylight came from because, you know, the 4449 is around still, and there's a lot of footage of it running. And TM would splice a lot into their, their videos. So it was natural that I was, I was into that. Um, the Alaska set, no, you don't see that anywhere. I, I think barely any of MTH's merchandise even has that set and video, except for like a two-second front cover clip on their VHS instructional video. So my brain, and Matt R might find this entertaining, my brain assumed it was the the, the blue bonnet, the, the blue and yellow freight scheme from Santa Fe the entire time. So I just assumed I owned a Santa Fe diesel my entire life. <laughs> but nope, nope, far, far from it. Um, I had... Uh, I had Alaska, which is quite the same as Santa Fe. Um, but yeah, that that, that was a, a big TM was a very big part of it. Um, and then I they, they both ended they in both ended A. There you so, go. And I both ended I ended yeah. up doing both of them anyways. My modeling <laughs> modeling scope. Um, but yeah, I I enjoyed TM a lot, and that was a big part of it for me. Uh, and then you know I I moved on to as other kids did you know Brio and and Trackmaster and and Geotrax was the biggest part of it. Because Geotrax was a, a, a line of trains done by by Fisher Price, and the thing that and I, I know people like like RJ and Maddie C and 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 Great Northern Jason is is, is cheering right now because I mentioned it. Um, but it they, it was a different approach to kids' toys because it wasn't just oh let's do caricatures of trains that are ba- for battery power for kids. They they took actual trains and they they shrunk them down and into like. Lack of better term, like chibi form, if anybody's familiar with what that term is, like kind of cutesy small form of it. And they were actual trains. There were there were F units. There was the Dreyfus. There was um, the Acela. They had the the Burlington, the Pioneer Zephyr. Everything was just shrunken down. So if you wanted a model of something, you could you would get that and enjoy it in battery battery form. It was RC. You could build layouts. It took the entire living room and have sounds. It was it was great. But it, it was stuff like that that really sealed my interest in trains and and got me into it and made me want to to build layouts of my own. I have to look in those. I I got some in the back. I'm gonna have to pull them out and see what the see what I even have. I got I got some of those. I'll have to look and see what I got rolling. But uh, yeah, I got some of those. And I forgot to mention it in, in between all of my thing. I, I had the wooden trains all that sort of thing, which I still all have. Um, I'll, I'll take a look and you know, see what I got. Part, Matt. You, you say, just, so what you say? You some you some of those. You, did you have Geotrax growing up, or? Uh, I play with it a little bit. Um, uh, not not to the extent that I play with all the electric mm, yeah. stuff, but uh, no, I, I I do have a little bit of it. Like I said, I have to uh, I have to get the box out and see what I got. But uh, yeah, I I have played with that a little bit. Uh, I remember doing that. I remember doing the wooden trains. Uh, at the same time, I remember the uh, the line of licensed wooden trains <laughs> like the GP thirty eight and the Acela, all that. I had all mm-hmm. that. Um, but uh, yeah, I remember uh, playing around with those when I was a kid. But uh, yeah, I'll definitely have to uh, take a look and. Uh, the see funny, what I the got. funny part about that is I 
as a kid, I knew nobody who had Geotracks. Like, nobody was interested in them except for, like, no, I was the only one in my neighborhood, which made me popular in the neighborhood with neighborhood kids because um, I wanted to play with the Geotracks, but nobody else that I knew had them. Um, and and funny enough, the, the reason why I urged my mom and my dad to buy the house we're in right now is because the family that lived here before, they had Geotracks. So I just go stare at their Geotracks while they were looking at the house. Um, but <laughs> I, I didn't good. know anybody who played with Geotracks as a kid until, I, I, I kid you not, senior year of high school, I went to my buddy's house, and he had, like, giant clear tubs of Geotracks. I'm like, dude, are these yours? He's like, yeah. You had Geotracks? Yeah. Dude, I still have my Geotracks. And I kid you not, one day after after school, and we had nothing to do, nothing better to do. I packed up all mine. I brought them to his house, and we built the world's the biggest, in our minds, our high schooler brains, was the biggest Geotracks layout ever. And we, we were so happy. We didn't care that we were high schoolers. We were like, nah, trains are trains, and we're having fun. Hey, nothing wrong with that. You know, I've uh, I definitely heard that too. You know, unfortunately, I don't have, like I said it before, I don't have anybody to really share this with, which is really kind of unfortunate. You know, he's around, you know, my neck of the woods anyway. I said, you know, my, my grandparents' family and my dad's family, they're an hour away. So it's like I can't, you know, go down the street and talk with somebody with trains. But uh, yeah, I bet that was uh, really quite something for you. And I wish I could have had that, believe me. Come out here, run trains with us. We've been telling you for two years now. Uh, it'll it'll happen. It will happen. All right. Well, we'll continue our journey after this quick message. Want to support your favorite O Scale podcast and rock some awesome merch? Well, now you can. We've teamed up with Redbubble.com and have come up with a great selection of gear that you can get right now. They have everything from shirts, hoodies, stickers, mugs, bags, you name it. Heck, you could even get a wall clock with us on it. All this great stuff and more at redbubble.com. Links are down in the show notes, so grab yourself some gear and rock some awesome podcast merch. Okay, well, welcome back. Let's go ahead and continue our journey of collecting throughout the years. Uh, Johnny, why don't you go ahead and start us out, man? Um, no, no, I don't, that's not how this no. is going to go, man. You know, um, I, I still have my, uh, when we played, when we played, we played Uno like three weeks ago. Yeah. I still held on to my yeah. reverse card. So it's actually your turn. Uh, all right. Uh, the only thing I have is draw four. Matt Z draw four. <laughs> Matt's. Uh, sure. I'll draw, so, I'll, I'll, draw, I'll draw eight. Draw eight. Draw eight. taking the hit for the team. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Draw, draw four licorice. All right. Yes, uh, please do. So, uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and start out. Absolutely. So we're going to talk about how we journeyed from semi-scale to scale or, you know, conventional to command control. And then you know, talk about a little bit of the, uh, you know, the railroads that we collected throughout the years and maybe some that kind of fell off the radar so to speak so i was huge into semi-scale absolutely uh especially semi-scale steam engines which were very new to me and the first semi-scale like really detailed steam engine i ever bought was the mth uh, hiawatha f7 uh, and i bought the set it was the ps21 
uh, I had the, the, the set one. So it came with like, you know, the, the F7 and then it came with like four Milwaukee road cars. And I was kind of like blown away. Um, I mean, praise to MTH with their Imperial steam line. It's even today to today's standards. It's still like the best bang for your buck when it comes to buying like steam engines. I mean, it was super detailed, uh, engineer figures, you know, flickering firebox, the, the tender had chains on them. Uh, it was very detailed. The sound package in it was fantastic. It was a good smoker. Uh, and then of course I, you know, I had the semi scale passenger cars behind it and that really set the stage for me collecting more steam engines because at the time, uh, for diesel engines, you know, I usually just went up to, uh, the scale side of things. Um, I think one of my first diesel command control engines, uh, was a Metra F40. Hey, big surprise there. So, <laughs> so yeah, so, uh, just to kind of give you some reference to, uh, the last part of my story, I ended with me opening up this holiday set from Lionel, this Christmas holiday train set. And that was like the catalyst for me to like really start getting back into model railroading. And I didn't know anything about like command control, like whatsoever. I was kind of like, well, it really impressed me and I was very excited. And obviously I went on YouTube. YouTube was just kind of starting out at that time with like, there was a few like train people, uh, especially like Eric uh, from Eric's trains. So kudos to Eric. He was a good resource uh, when it came to like starting out, like how do I get this set up? Stuff like that. So I did end up uh, buying both a legacy uh, command set. So cab two L and I also went ahead and bought a MTH TIU set as well. And I was kind of like, you know, you know, I didn't, I didn't have much for track. You know, I had this, the very, kind of small to medium large one loop on the carpet but you know what i was i was doing command control and uh, uh at that point i fell even more in love because i was like wow these engines sound so great and you know i can run both of them at the same time and it just it was a really really good experience uh for somebody who just came from conventional went to command control and it just felt so awesome to have that remote in your hand and to be able to control the functions of the engine. So, you know, moving forward, you know, several years, uh, you know, I'm here uh, where my present layout is at. I was still doing semi-scale steam engines at the time uh, because my my loops were like 048 and my inner loop was 036. And obviously you can do the math there. You're not... <laughs> You're not really running uh, too big of steam engines on those loops. Uh, and when I decided to kind of get bigger, I, w I, w I was playing with fire at that point because um, I still had 048 when I went ahead and picked up uh, my uh, Santa Fe 3751, my Northern, which actually ran on 048 like without any problems. Uh, I started kind of buying some more engines that were maybe not fitted for 048 but they would still work and again you know this was me building up my collection and i really just once i got that that you know that scale 3751 steam engine in my hand i was like 
blown away. I was just like, holy cow, this is this is the the first. Well, I shouldn't say that that wasn't technically the first scale steam engine. Uh, Matt C will probably like this, but the first scale steam engine I ever bought was a uh, New York uh, Dreyfus Hudson. <laughs> and you should have uh, kept it. MTH Premier. Yeah. So if you go on my channel uh, and if you go back several years, uh, I do have a video of me running it. <laughs> uh, that was an awesome. That was an awesome steam engine for sure. That's that set looked really nice on your layout. I I remember watching that one. Uh, that was one of the first ones I watched from you. And that it was, did. And I kind of was really cool. I kind of wish now, I don't know, hindsight is 2020, but I kind of wish now I would have kept it. Um, it had the, you know, obviously, uh, you know, that train went from, you know, Chicago to New York. So it, it still fit the, you know, the kind of the plan or the, the, the way I was kind of handling like the, the, oh, geez, let me start over three, two, one. Um, so that engine did uh, obviously go from New York to Chicago. So it fit the theme of my layout still. Uh, and I do, again, I kind of wish I would have, I would have kept it. It was a really nice, beautiful steam engine for sure. Uh, and then when I ended up getting the Santa Fe 3751, so it's the Team CC one, but it's the scale uh, Santa Fe Northern, I was just like blown away. I was like, wow, this thing is just absolutely gorgeous. Like, you know, this was, it was, let's just say it was the first non streamlined steam engine in, you know, scale format that I ever owned. And at that point, like, it was just like the gloves were off at that point. I was like, okay, this is awesome. Like I, I got to upgrade my layout. I got to make my layout larger. Like I need, I need more steam engines. <laughs> and I wasn't really a big steam engine person. Like I've always been a, a diesel guy and I still am a diesel guy. I love diesel engines, uh, grew up, uh, around, st uh, diesel engines, uh, used to, you know, uh, I lived in Berwyn for a long time. I'd walk to the train station and just kind of watch the, you know, Burlington Northern trains come through. Uh, so again, you know, always been a, a diesel guy, but you know, hanging around uh, these this crew and uh, everybody else uh, that I've met through uh, Model Railroading and the YouTube channel, uh, they definitely had a big effect on me when it comes to uh, running steam engines. So, uh, I, you know, I do want to make a point that I always love steam engines. Uh, so I don't want anybody to think that that wasn't you know something that I didn't like. It just for collecting. You know, I, I wasn't really into it and I focused more on the diesel side, but I have to say my steam engines definitely catching up at this point. It's not, it's not as close to my diesel engine number, but it it's definitely, uh, it's definitely multiplied <laughs> from a few years back. You need it. And then, uh, go, what'd you say? say? You need a book, you need a bookcase of steam engines, right? Matt, do you have a bookcase of F units alone? I do. <laughs> That's right. I do. Actually, the steam engines are on the bottom. But I want so. them lined up like a like a, a line of northerns, like you have all those. Ah, uh, gotcha. I'm gonna need some pretty deep bookshelves for that. I think. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And then to wrap it up for me, I'll just really hit on the, you know, the the railroads that I've collected throughout the years. Uh, and for me, like again, you know, if you know me, if you listen to this podcast, if you watch my YouTube channel. I'm a Chicago guy. I collect a lot of Chicago-based stuff. So uh, for the most part, though, my big uh, railroad uh, is definitely Santa Fe. I'm a huge Santa Fe guy. Uh, always been. 
since day one, uh, you know, from when I was a kid, I just love the Santa Fe railroad. Um, I don't know why, I, I guess, you know, I fell in love with the, the diesel, you know, the F units, the, the super chief, uh, all that stuff, you know, that red and silver, I just absolutely loved it. And I thought it was beautiful. And I still think today it's beautiful. And, and, um, you know, it's definitely had a, uh, an, an effect on me. And I'll talk about, uh, I'll talk about some of that other stuff in the, in the next segment, but as far as like railroads that may have come and gone. So again, uh, you know, I was always been a union Pacific guy as well. Um, I still own my big boy, a 4014 scale one, the, the last MTH premier one that they ran a couple of years ago, but I kind of dived a bit too heavy in it. And I suffer from being a completionist a bit. And I'm sure a lot of people can kind of uh, understand that. Like I like to collect when I collect something, like if there's other pieces that go with it, like I like to collect all the pieces that go with it and to have like two major railroads like that, like Santa Fe and Union Pacific, it just got, you know, I, I was basically getting pushed out of my own railroad <laughs> as far as like my shelves and my, you know, the, my, the way I stored everything, like it just got out of control. And I'm like, I, I can't do this anymore. Like I need to, I need, I definitely need to, you know, uh, reduce my collection as, as hard as it was to give up Union Pacific. And like I said, I still own some pieces. Um, I own, still own the M10,000. I still own the big boy and I'll, I won't let those go. Those are very, uh, personal to me, but it was, it was time to kind of like downsize for sure. And, uh, of course Santa Fe was not going to be the choice. <laughs> So poor Union Pacific uh, ended up getting the boot, uh, but uh, who knows in the future, who knows, maybe I'll, I'll delve back into uh, some more uh, Union Pacific. But uh, since uh, Matt Z had to draw eight, uh, I'm going to go ahead and get, and uh, give this back to Johnny. Well, when it came to building and expanding from that starter set, um, I had that Rail King set for a very long time, but and I was very spoiled by MTH, and I, I specifically remember this because I remember much like pe- kids of my age who uh, around there around early two thousands, twenty tens, the Polar Express was the big thing, and the lineup Polar Express starter set was the set to have. So I remember begging my dad for that, and I I, I wanted the Polar Express set and the, specifically the Train Sounds Tender to go with it. And I remember watching all the videos, everybody who built their Polar Express layouts at that time, and I, I wanted one really bad. And um, my, my dad was kind enough to get me one for, uh, I think it was actually, not a Christmas gift, it was actually um, like a good grades um, gift when I was in elementary school. And where I got that, and I set it up, and I had the cars, like, oh, I can run this with my other stuff, and I, I mixed and matched, as you do when you're, you're younger. And I remember running the set, having the train sounds tender, hitting the direction button, having the sounds cut out, and went, wow, this sucks. <laughs> and that, and I, I was like, eh, I don't know if I like Lionel stuff as much. And I went back to my MTH stuff, and I, I ran that most of the time. Um, and I, I built so many floor layouts as a kid. Um, just a mixture of tubular and fast track, and it was just a nightmare. I, I I look back and I, I remember putting my my Rail King GS2 through 
these really shoddy tubular 031 curves. It was just, oh, oh I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. It was not great. Um, but kid me didn't, didn't care. And I had this giant floor empire of just a mixture of toys and trains of different scales, HO, O scale, Lego, LGB. It took up like half the basement. It was bigger than my layout. Same same basement. It took up more space than my layout takes up now, which is crazy to think of. Um, but I had fun. And it wasn't until I was a little bit older that I discovered, um, and I know Matt Z has, has nostalgia for, for this person's channel too, for Matt Flanagan's channel, um, or Rare, Railroad Trip 445. I remember watching his his channel, and he had all the legacy Burks at that time. The the the, uh, the CNO 2696, the 760 Nick Plate 765, uh, Permarket 1225, or the Polo Express version, just all of them. And I got to experience Legacy for the first time through his channel. And the idea of a quilling whistle blew my mind. And I, I wanted something like that. And I, um, I, I, wanted, I wanted to try Legacy. It was, it was the cool thing. You could quill the whistle, like the cool remote and everything. Scale engines. I, I didn't even know scale engines were a thing. Uh, I, I was only into semi-scale. Um, but the closest I could get that was scale was either an SD70 from Lionel or a, a Lionmaster Challenger, and um, you know asking for a, a a legacy steam locomotive and legacy at the same time is quite an expensive ask for for my my family. So I, I settled with just asking my dad for many years later if I could get legacy, which he he obliged, and I got the legacy system. And um, like I said, my dad's not a train person, so I never. He never found out that uh, he bought me a, like a, a couple hundred dollar command control system, and I had absolutely no engine I could use to run with it. Um, but I, I I remember being a kid and and rereading the instruction manual over and over and over again just to, to understand how it worked, which um, served me no good to this day because there's still a lot of things I don't know how to do with the legacy remote. But I was very happy with that, and eventually I got my first command control engine um, from Lionel at least because Rail King engines that are PS2 technically are command control with DCS, but I didn't have DCS. Uh, I had my uh, Line Master Challenger. I desperately wanted the legacy version, and I didn't do my research, and when my dad actually helped me to get that engine, uh, we got the TMCC version, and I couldn't quill a whistle, the one thing I wanted to do with legacy. And I didn't have the heart to tell him that either, so he's like, is this the right one? Is you like it? I'm like, yep, yep, I love it, which, which wasn't a lie. I, I enjoyed it, and... Uh, to me, with only being into semi-scale, seeing the Challenger was was fantastic, and I I ran that thing to death on my 036 curves, and um, my layout kind of stayed in limbo in 036 for a very long time because track is expensive, and uh, like I said, my, my I'm I didn't feel comfortable asking my dad for more stuff than that. It, the, as we all know, trains are very expensive, so my my layout kind of sat in limbo um, for for many years until. Uh, my adult life, where I was working um, one of my former jobs, and I had a lot of downtime at that job, so I was on my phone, and I had some income, and I didn't know what to do with the extra, the bucks, so um, I messaged my, my girlfriend at the time, because I was just like, well, I remember trains, and I looked it up on eBay, and I saw I found um, a Rail King Imperial set for the daylight with the GS4 and, and the matching cars. And my childhood dream was to have a matching set of cars for my daylight. So 
uh, I messaged her. I'm like, should I get this? You know, it's it's pretty pretty pricey. And she's like, yeah, well, you know, if you want to, you know, if you if it makes you happy, you should do it. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll do it. And then I I got like Matt said, I got sucked back in. Uh, it, it just reunited a, a spark, and I I just wanted more. I just wanted to build to the lab, add to the collection, and, and build a layout. Now that I had money to do so, um, which which led me to to expand from 036 to finally do 060 curves and seeing an engine that uh, seeing the challenger go from looking ridiculous in 036 curves to actually looking realistic uh and pulling you know slowly adding freight cars every week and just building the collection up bit by bit it was it was big and and then i started buying scale engines i bought um, my Western Pacific Jeep Seven for a, ludicru- a ludicrously cheap price. I think if I I think if I were to guess, it was like one hundred, two hundred dollars, something st- stupidly cheap. Because it was someone on eBay who only knew G scale. Um, so I got that, and then I got my my Southern Pacific Daylight Atlantic as well for around the same ballpark price too. Again, because some they were G scale, didn't know what they had, and I. I thought that was fantastic. I enjoyed those. And then the real kicker had to be the Milwaukee Road S3. And I know I know Matt Z loves his. He might have something to chime in about that. But that was my first scale legacy steam engine. And what a one to get started with. I mean, three, two, two whistles and, and an air horn plus cylinder steam. I mean, you can't you can't get better than that and once i got that i was bitten by the scale bug i i couldn't go back to semi-scale steam engines it, the detail mine was weathered as well i mean I, I just like i can't go back i want more and and since then i i i i, I kept collecting more and more i even hunted out the matching pasture cars to go with it i I love scale stuff, and I, I wanted to expand and basically get everything I had in semi-scale and get it in scale if I could. But it was a fantastic engine. I, I know, like, over there, Matt Z has his, and he, he loves it to bits. Yeah, that engine was my... I'm going to start in the high-end scale realm of trains. Uh, that engine is fantastic all the way through and through and i'll talk about it more like i said and get to my part but yeah that engine if you want a legacy steam engine that's the one to buy i i don't think anybody will disagree with that one that engine is worth every penny you'll pay for it believe me but it is worth what you're going to pay for it is a fantastic engine absolutely no doubt and uh I don't know, Matt Flanagan. I, I I don't know who he is. You, you got to enlighten me after we're done with the know, show. He plays, no, seriously, he I, tropical uh, music or something in his videos, or I th- oh, I okay. think so. Yeah, he he does that. And, you know the the confused banjo music. You know he plays that too. Um, but no, he uh, yeah, I have a story with him uh, to talk about. But uh, yeah, he he was a very big influence on my love for Legacy. And like I said, when we get to my part. We'll delve into all that, but. Anyway, keep yeah, going. Which also actually brings me to my, my next engine I bought, which was my next scale steam engine. This one, I I paid too much for this engine, but it was a thing where it's like, it's that childhood dream and you, you, you kind of make do with what you can find. 
Um, and that was my American Railroad's Legacy Berkshire. Uh, like I said, and Matt said, we've watched Matt Flanagan, and I remember his nickel plate Burke, and I wanted one. But by the time I got into trains, it was it was like 20, 20, 21 or 2022 uh, when I probably had some bucks to buy some nice trains. And the only nickel plate Burks you could really find on the market that weren't a ludicrous price were the American Railroad's versions, the Golden Spike Centennial Limited version. And um, uh, like I said, my childhood hobby shop, uh, America's Best, uh, they had one on the walls. They had one for many, many years. And a lot of people just, you know, they just kind of looked at it and went, that's kind of cool, and they, they left it alone. So it, it, it stayed at, at Tony's shop for quite a long time. And I remember I walked in, and I was like, you know what? I need one that I can put on layaway and and slowly accumulate the money for. And I know this one's not going anywhere. It's been here for years. It's probably going to still be here. So I, I, I put the engine on layaway, and I, I worked my tail off. I... I ate more Domino's pizza than I should ever eat, or any human should eat in their entire life, just to try to try to save up for it. Um, and I, I finally brought the engine home, and that engine has whistle steam. It's got the seven sixty five whistle. It's fantastic. And not only was that, but I, I posted on one of the discords I was on at the time, and through that I I became friends with. Um, with Bernsey and I met Tim from Chicagoland because I had just messaged in that in that Discord. Oh, I I I spent a lot of money in this train. I'm probably not going to buy anything for a while. You know, I'll find the cars eventually because those cars are are stupidly rare. And within like an hour, I get a DM from Tim telling me they have it at Chicagoland. So I <laughs> the next week I go to Chicagoland and I buy the cars, um, which were my first ever scale MTH pasture cars. And I it just kept growing from there. Um, since, and it also inspired my layout. Uh, I redesigned my layout again from that point. I was, I fell in, uh, in love with the, the history behind the 765, all the videos of it uh, traveling, um, and especially seeing it go through, uh, Cuyahoga, uh, and steam in the Valley. And I wanted to model something like that. So I, I restructured my layout to kind of depict something that was kind of similar to Cuyahoga, a scenic railroad. Uh, and that served as the foundation for what I modeled for a while. It allowed me to collect more excursion engines, and I was very excursion-orientated. I wanted more of that. So if any steam engine was on my load, it was a visiting engine um, that was, was touring the, the scenic railroad. Uh, but that that was what my, my layout was based off of for, for many years until I started collecting more sp and doing more research into in-service railroads and, and all that stuff and uh well after that i kind of had to I, I got into sp really heavily i got into union pacific um matt r gave me a hat that was spsf and i'm like hmm santa fe's pretty cool and southern pacific's pretty cool i won't model spsf but i'll model them separately and i i kind of went hard into into those railroads <laughs> It's all because of a hat, man. You gave me a hat. Yep. Anything could be a catalyst. You just pull me into the war bonnet cult. That's what it is. <laughs> but yeah, then after that, I I really went into the, the West Coast Railroads because it it's what I grew up knowing because I was such a, uh, I was into the daylight a lot. 
and also because I watched um, an old MSTS series called uh, The Full Buccaneers, and that focused specifically on the West Pacific, Union Pacific, and, and Southern Pacific. And I it not only scratched the nostalgia itch, but it also um, allowed me to learn more about a railroad I already had a lot of interest in. And once I went full gung-ho into wanting to model Southern Pacific during the transitional era, I um, I purged a lot of my uh, my East Coast stuff, so all the the Burks, the S threes, the Class A's, the uh, I don't know what else I had, um, nickel plate OEDOs, everything everything went bye bye and uh, moved on to other owners who uh, who will very much appreciate them now. But it it's been a journey, and a lot of this has happened in the past two years. So a lot of a lot of changes has come to to my layout. Um, but speaking of people who are who are happy with my purge of East Coast stuff, how 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 was your uh, your journey up to getting to this point, Hadzi? Well, we've got a ways here, but uh, no. For, uh, first of all, that Class A man, let me tell you, it's uh, it's quite an engine. And I I know I said that to you a couple times, but uh, yeah, it's <clears throat> it's uh, it's really a fun one. I can't wait to see what it'll look like on. Uh, 072 but anyway so we get back uh when we move into this house which is kind of where i left off uh on our last section was uh i had all those starter sets when i was a kid and i had you know starter sets right i didn't really ever get any separate sale you know pieces i basically got starter sets i had you know track upon track all over the place you know a lot of Lionel starter sets. So, like Johnny, I had the Polar Express. I had the uh, air whistle one, not the uh, you know train sounds or steam whistle. None of that. Uh, although I really do like that uh, whistle steam one you got. But um, I had a lot of that. So, you know, I liked it for a while, and you know, then I did some dumb things, which we which we will leave at that. Um, and uh, kind of just you know let them go by the wayside and. Uh, didn't really do a whole lot with them and then like i said we went to uh, a couple open houses you know and that's when we saw legacy for the first time saw the vision line and all the cool things that they did uh, now in the midst of all this you know my uncle and my dad uh, my grandpa they had a uh, still have a layout that they were been working on that's when i got really into dcs and MTH and all that. So that's kind of where the nostalgia for a lot of the MTH uh, comes, uh, specifically with the early Proto 2 and Proto 1. Um, besides, I love toy trains with all the Proto 1 sound that they threw in about every five seconds. Uh, running all those was was uh, always a lot of fun. I had at one point the uh, New York Central F3 in Proto 1, and that was... Uh, when I just had a four by a table and I remember playing with that thing all the time. Uh, I remember it took me forever and a day to hook up those tethers. Let me tell you that. Oh, I, I hate those tethers. Those are terrible. But uh, I remember uh, doing the uh, Proto one reset sound like all the time. I think so bad. I bricked the board. I did it so many times uh, that, but that one was really cool. And um, we got into that. That was my first scale diesel. Um, at the time uh, so that one was a lot of fun I had that and then like I said the steam thing kind of 
was from YouTube. You know, YouTube and going to people's houses, like I said, uh, definitely was a lot of that. And like Giant said, Matt Flanagan uh, really got me into Legacy long before it ever hit my grandpa, my uncle, and my dad. Uh, they, you know, my dad was very, he was like, I don't want Lionel. I don't want another command system. You know, I don't really care, basically. And, you know, I'm like, well, I remember seeing that freaking Pennsylvania Heritage unit, which I foamed over like crazy as a kid. And now that I have one, I mean, I love it. It's a fantastic engine. Um, but I remember watching that from Flanagan, watching all the early vision lines, the challengers, the CC two, all that, uh, it's always really, really fun. Um, watching all of that really made me kind of like that. And, you know, slowly, but surely, you know, got into, you know, uh, steam and legacy. So in the midst of all that, I started with legacy. I started with diesels of all things, uh, Pennsylvania diesels. Then I got in a set that uh, Matt and I joke about all the time, which is the uh, Burlington CB&Q F3s. And that set opened my <laughs> eyes to Lionel and really made me like that a ton. I mean, that set was fantastic all the way. Uh, it, it went to Matt and uh, it, 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 <laughs> oh, it, it, it went to Matt. Let's just put it that way. Yep. It, uh, it went to Matt. And, um, and no, what, what do you got to say? Go ahead. No, it went to me. That's all it, 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 it went to you. A pitch stop. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's about, that's about all you could and say. Then it, <laughs> and then it left my house. So. Yes. Well, it's mm-hmm. like that RS1, Matt. It, it went to you and then it went to Matt. Matt ran it once and then it's mine. <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, no. So we got into that and then. I found DJ, uh, my buddy DJ. I found him looking up. Uh, I forget what I was looking up. I, I don't think it was Subway. It was something. I don't remember how I found him, but in any event, I uh, I found him, and he showed this uh, Legacy K4. And I remember looking at the catalog when it came out, you know, uh, thinking, oh, this is pretty cool. You know, I, mean, I really didn't look at the Tuscan when I looked at, like, the, you know, the regular green. I'm like, this Tusco, that's cool. You know what I mean? And and I'm like, wow, this is neat. I really like this. So, you know, we get to talk and, you know, we started off emailing. And then, you know, I'm like, oh, here, why don't we just text? You know, we had email strings that were 60 emails long. I'm thinking, why don't we just text? So, okay, start texting, whatever. So I'm not even at my first job yet, okay? He hits me with, I'm ready to sell my Tuscan K4. Okay, what do you want for it? So gives it a price, whatever. I'm like, okay. I'm thinking, you know, I'm on a bad foot to start off with. I haven't even got any money yet, and I'm already spending it. You know what I mean? But uh, no, that was my first Legacy Steam Engine uh, that I got, that Tuscan K4, and I, I love it. You know, what a piece. You know, I, I lash it up with the uh, Long Haul K4 uh, because the Lionel's, they can't really pull for squat basically. Uh, so I run them together. So that way they, it'll pull more. Plus it looks better anyway. Um, but, uh, I got in there, I got some more legacy steam. And I said, that was my dive into steam. And then comes when I left that first job. Um, it was just the, the day I left, um, 
was the day Johnny got in my S3. Uh, we got it from Denny's Trains of Things in Oswego. And my God, that engine turned my whole day around. Uh, that was a fantastic engine. Uh, it means a lot to me. There's, like I said, my you know life going through at that time. Uh, but yeah, that is a fantastic piece all the way. And I won't bore you to death on it, but uh, th- that's a really fun one. And then from there, I kind of just kept going and going. Uh, somewhere in the mix, I got uh, Johnny, uh, when we first started talking, uh, him and I worked on a deal for a Reading T1, uh, which was really cool. And then, you know, I got some other things. You know, talking with Sid, I got, you know, the Uncharted J and, you know, the, his 611 and a couple other a couple of other things that uh, I really like as well. Uh Later on in the mix, uh, actually throughout all this, really, um, I went to go see uh, one of my grandpa's friends. His name's Rich. And unbeknownst to me, I've been watching Rich for the past, like, 12 years on YouTube and didn't realize it. You know, so I went over to his house. Uh, he had the open house that he did. And I'm like, I was sitting in the, in the corner of the room. I'm like, I know this guy. He's Hudson Trayman on YouTube. And, and my dad told me that story all the time. He goes, yeah, yeah, you, you remember when you first saw him, whatever. You know, I'm like, yeah. Uh, let me tell you. And then after that, you know, we've been friends ever since that. Uh, you know, that's, oh, my God. Let me tell you, Richie's a great guy. Uh, look him up, Hudson Trayman on YouTube. Uh, fantastic guy. But anyway, I he's getting out of the hobby. So I bought off of him an engine that, I can't get enough of. He has the Rail Suns 5 uh, New York Central Mohawk. So I bought that off of him, and I'm like, you know what? If there's one piece I'd own from his collection, it was that. Every time we hung out, we ran that, and I'm like, man, I told him every time, if you're ready to sell this, let me know. So he was saying he was ready to sell stuff. So I'm like, what do you want? Done. Let's do it. So we got it, and... That, that engine means a lot to me, too, just because of where it came from. Uh, what a fun, fun engine. Uh, I'm not going to keep boring you with my collection because we could do a whole other show on on that. But uh, uh, just a lot of really cool things in here. And then Johnny's bit me with the SP Wave, uh, which I will save that for the final part of my talk. You know what's the funny part about that uh, that T1, Matt? What's that? That just finished paying it off? Yeah, that took you ago. two years to pay it. No. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. the, the fact that that was my first scale MTH engine. And I didn't even keep... That was your MTH engine. I, mean, I barely had to play with it. No, I mean, you know, I told him. I said, you don't play with it as much as you want. He goes, oh, no, it's really yours. I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, you know, Sid still, Sid still gives me... Sid still gives me hell for it because, you know... He was uh, playing with it at Palooza to uh, it had a tether issue with it, and they were doing a stream at Jason's house, and, and I was looking at think, wait a minute, that T one's been on this entire time. I go, Sid, what are you running up the hours on my T one for? You know, <laughs> he's 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 still he still reminds me of that one all the time. time. I, get, I saw an engine team, he's gonna sit on the track with power on for hours, and then I'll have you, then I'll give it to you. Yes, and you know what the funny part is, I've put more time on it than he probably did, but. Uh, now that's a really fun engine. I, I really like that one. You know, it's a shame they only made one number, because you know I've had stuff come and go from my collection in the past 
six months really. And I think out of everything I've traded to people, everybody has offered me that T1. I'm thinking if they're if they made another number, I would do it in a second just to have another one because I really want two. I mean, eventually I'll find another and you know some other livery or whatever and, and uh, have it renumbered. But you know, what can you do? All right, so we'll get into our last segment here after this quick commercial break. Enjoying this week's topic? You can join in on the conversation too on our community Discord server. We have a lot of different discussion channels ranging from showing off your collection, discussing the latest and greatest in the industry, a buy and sell forum, and even a voice channel you can hop on call and talk trains with us late into the night. We're a little over 300 strong and we'll love to have you join us too. Check out the invite link to our community Discord down in the show notes, read and acknowledge the rules, and introduce yourself and start chatting. We have a great team of moderators who make sure all are welcomed and respected. So what are you waiting for? Come on down and join us in on the fun, and let's talk some trains. All right, welcome back. And we are at the last stop on our journey back on, looking back on our collection. And that is uh, trains that we have today, uh, of the present. And... Really, how our tastes have changed and what that's led us up to. And for me, um, what that led me to is, like I said, collecting SP as my primary railroad. Uh, after I did my great East Coast purge and went full West Coast, um, my layout's now only changed from a scenic railroad to, to a, uh, a desert. Um, so there's cacti and, and stuff everywhere. And it it's made a complete 180 from just a kind of a rough concept to a very scenic railroad, uh, very scenic um, layout, which uh, I'm very proud of. Um, and I've collected a lot of West Coast pasture trains, uh, ranging from the the Daylight to the California Limited to the Los Angeles Limited, Golden State, uh, Sunset Limited, everything. But um, like I said, my, my passion is transitional era SP, and you can't have that without having the Daylight. Um, to the point where I've collected almost every daylight engine that that's pulled the uh, every type of engine that's pulled the daylight with the ex- uh, with the exception of like the mt5 i know lou is cackling uh, with his at his place right now but i'll get one someday um but it's led me to have en- have i think three gs4s uh an e7 alco pas an atlantic um p10 a, a whole whole shebang and that's probably the set i'm the most proud of um, it's the set that I I had those Rail King cars and I thought those were fantastic and then I ex- I bought a K-Line business car in Daylight which made me go ooh this is much nicer I'll collect more of these cars and it's been about a, a two year endeavor to get the whole set and I was lucky enough to have uh, uh, one of the mats from the Matt Matt Discord uh, sell me their set and it's my pride and joy and I've also got a Golden Gate Depot articulated set to go with it but not only that i've got two fantastic mth engines to to go with it with custom sound sets so um i with both done by our buddy um isaac oscar day on, on the matt matt discord and he took the sounds straight from the engines out of video samples or the documentary i i grew up watching and it's perfection 
and it's one of my favorite pieces and i think is the epitome of of where my my collection has has gone over the past year is um just modeling sp the heyday the transitional era and and going nuts with that so yeah that's that's where i i've ended up after this whole long journey looking back uh matt z how about you Well, for me, you know, kind of almost gone back to my childhood, really, if you think about it. Uh, not so much with the trains I've been collecting, but more so the videos and stuff that I've been watching. You know, we went to talking about, you know, I Love Toy Trains and the post-war accessories and all that sort of thing. So I'm kind of almost modeling that to an extent, um, putting that in with Christmas and the winter theme. And the winter theme mainly was from our buddy Bryce, or O Scale Trains lover on uh, Instagram and Discord. And uh, you know, I was watching him, and I'm like, you know, he's got really cool stuff that he does. You know, he's got you know the winter theme with you know the MTH buildings and some Department Fifty Six and stuff like that. I'm like, you know what? That gives me the I Love Toy Train vibes. And we were talking. That's basically what it is. And so I'm like, you know what? I want to do that. So. I'm like, that's, this is really cool. So, you know what? I'm going to do this. So, I dug out some old Department 56. I We have the Dickensville collection. Uh, I got a lot of that. Uh, so, I'm like, you know what? Why don't I use this? You know, it just sits there. You know, we always talk about selling it and whatever. You know what? I want to use it. And so, we're using it. Uh, I pulled out a bunch. I just actually put them away today. But, you know, that's for another time. But, um we did that, so I got them out and figured, you know, why don't I try it? So I tried it. I still don't have snow yet, but um, looking back now, I'm glad I didn't buy it yet because it would just be a waste, at least at this current time. But uh, so I started with that. So we're rolling with Christmas and the winter theme. And now with the winter theme, you can always have, you know, oh, I don't know, West Coast, right, Johnny? What do you think about that one? You never have too much West Coast. You should have more. In fact, you should buy more SP stuff. West Coast hey, is I'm, best exactly. coast. Hey, I'm working on it. I got Roman's Daylight. I got Matt's GS coming. And I got your train master. So we're off to a good start. And so I figured, you know what? What I can do is I can uh, kind of model Downer Pass a little bit. Uh, very, very, very truncated version of what it would be. But the snow, I mean, you know, they have snow all the time out there. So. Why not start with that? So I'm going to probably do some snow sheds and uh, some things like that. I'm going to do a mountain. Uh, one of the corners is I got the Department 56 um, skier guy that goes down the slope. So I'm going to throw him up on the top of the mountain uh, skiing down. Uh, so that'll be pretty cool. Add some whimsy in there. Obviously, you know, kind of keeping with the you know traditional vibe. Uh and so that's really what we got going. And like I said, in the onset of this and on the discord before, you know, uh, doing this new layout, it's going to be a lot of fun to try some things that I've wanted to do. Just haven't gotten around to it yet. So I'm really excited to get going. So definitely as of right now, it's going to be winter passenger trains. Then of course my subways, you know, you can't forget those, you know, they run in the winter time too, of course, you know, here in New York, um, obviously different part than where I'm from, but you know, It'll work out perfect. So uh, speaking of perfect and uh, maybe the collection of Matt R, what do you got for us, buddy? And the mighty train engineers said, 
Let there be Santa Fe. <laughs> That's great. I'm a big Santa Fe fan uh, my whole life. And to kind of end this out, uh, for me, I had kind of a small goal to collect each of the Santa Fe passenger Warbonnet diesels, uh, you know, kind of like the primary ones that, you know, were, you know, used on all the major routes. And I succeeded. I was able to get there. So really happy with that. Uh, now I get a, uh, now I got to create a new goal for myself, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, again, you know, my layout has always been kind of centered around Santa Fe and building a really cool Santa Fe passenger based kind of layout. Uh, you know, I like, I like train stations. Uh, you know, I like running passenger trains. It's, it's kind of the thing that I've always been focused on now. That doesn't mean I don't like diesel stuff. You know, I obviously love, um, you know, running that on my layout as well, but you know, it's easier to kind of like focus on a single theme and then, you know, add a little bit of kind of other things in it as well. And so my ultimate goal again was just, you know, I'm going to make this a Santa Fe passenger layout and then sprinkle in a, a little bit of everything else here and there. And, you know, I've been very, very happy with that. And I've been very fortunate enough to collect the things that I've, I've collected. And, you know, again, this is, you know, we we've we we set a lot of expensive engines on this on this podcast and trust me like you know we know trains are expensive um and we're not trying to this isn't any kind of bragging or anything else like you know i've been collecting santa fe engines for you know 20 plus years here so i have a lot of time invested uh into what i've been collecting for a long time and scouring ebay for years upon years waiting for that engine to pop up that i've been looking for and uh again just very fortunate um that i've been able to find the engines that i've that i found um and so i consider myself very very lucky uh and obviously i'm happy to you know run the trains that i have but i'm even happier uh when my friends come over and uh they're able to run my trains as well or run their trains on my layout which is you know, one of the best experiences as well. And I think Johnny had brought it up earlier. Uh, Matt Z, we're waiting for you, buddy, to come out by us so you can run uh, your trains on our layout. So we're, we're looking forward to it, buddy. I will uh, I will invade your guys' layout with uh, Pennsylvania near Central just to be that guy. That, you know what? Yeah, and yeah. That's okay, too, because I like New York and I like Pennsylvania. As much as we joke about the East Coast uh, on this layout, um, we, we love all all trains and uh, no matter what coast they're on, um, they're all fantastic. Yeah. And you know, yeah, he's Matt, not maybe <laughs> if I, no, 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 I, I can't do it. But uh, no, Matt, you know, if between now and then, if I get a Dreyfus Hudson, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to bring it just so you can have a Dreyfus Hudson on your Absolutely, layout. absolutely. But, uh, no, I completely hear you, and I'll keep this brief. You know, being able to share the hobby with others—that's at the end of the day. That's absolutely what it's all about. Whether you do it virtually or in person, you know, that's you can't ask for a better hobby and a better way to share it than to share it with others. So, yep, absolutely, without a doubt, that's the way to go mm -hmm, for sure. Yeah, I don't think you know. Really quickly, I don't think I would still be doing what I'm doing. I don't think I would be. I don't think I would have had a podcast. I don't think I would have been still collecting if it wasn't for uh, you know all the great people. Uh, that I've met in this industry. So 
um, you know, it's I, all, uh, all been good things. I definitely tell you this, this show in particular, just this episode would not be happening right now if it wasn't for meeting all the people and yep. doing all the deals I did and buying all the things I've gotten, you know, I wouldn't have, I would still have the rail King semi-scale stuff of yesterday. If it wasn't for, you know, meeting Sid and Johnny and DJ and you and all these other people, you know, I even think of like the, the trades I've done. I mean, most of the stuff on the wall, you know, we joke, you know, say our collections rotate. Cause you know what? Half the stuff I've traded for. I haven't bought it's most of it. It's, it's, I've been yep. trading, you know, it's like, I don't want to buy anything, but what do you got to trade? Let's trade. Let's, you know, let's make something that you like and I like, and let's do something. Yep. And, you know, it's like, you don't always have to buy, you know, in, in this hobby, you can always trade. You know what? Some people like that just as much as like buying. At least that's what I, that's how I feel about it. Well, that's a good segue into um, thanking all of our listeners uh, for downloading our episode, listening to our episodes, putting up with our shenanigans, uh, and obviously a big shout out to our friends on the Discord server, the Matt and Matt Discord server, as well as all of the other train-related Discord servers that we're connected to as well. So uh, great folks. Uh, love talking with you all. Um, and, you know, uh, again, you know, we've, we've pushed our Discord server already on this episode. Um, and, uh, you know, you know, we really... We really want to to connect with people and it's it's a good place to do it and uh, you know thanks thanks to again just thanks to everybody like even family for putting up with uh you know <laughs> uh my my train habit and all the the millions of cardboard boxes that pile <laughs> pile up all over the house but uh, uh I'll, I'll keep this short uh but uh, yeah again just thanks for everybody for supporting us that that's really the key thing here is Anybody that listens to us and and talks about us and tells other people about this podcast, thank you so much. We wouldn't be doing this like we wouldn't be on episode sixty three if it wasn't for people enjoying what we do. So thank you everyone for that. Uh, no, I'll, I'll echo your words real quick, Matt. Uh, you know, without you guys listening to this and downloading and everything else, we wouldn't be here right now. So a huge thank you to each and every one of you guys who listen, who leave feedback, all of it. We appreciate it all, and it, it means a lot to us changing the format like we did these last couple ones and going forward. You know, it's going to help us improve the show, so a huge thank you. Absolutely. For sure, for sure. And uh, if you guys like the new format, please let us know. Uh, is it still new to us, and uh, hopefully you guys are enjoying it. All right, let's go ahead and close out. Uh... Mr. Johnny, where can people find you on uh, social media? You can find me on YouTube at Automus. That's A-U-D-A-M-U-S. Uh, I've recently uploaded a new video since our last episode, which was my scenery tutorial. So if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Automus underscore trains, you would have seen that I have been revamping my yard. It's all done. And in fact, you can make a yard just like that. So check out my video on my channel, uh, building a realistic rail yard, and come and see how I did everything and what parts I screwed up. And last but not least, you can also find me on the Matt and Matt Oskill Podcast Discord. Uh, I'm usually scrolling through the chats or making a fool of myself in the voice calls. So come on down. It's lots of fun. Uh, Matt Z, how about yourself, man? You can find me on YouTube uh, and Facebook under Matt-Train Lover 9943. Uh, Instagram is Matt's.hobbies. 
And, you know, like the guys always say, you know, and you, and you heard me say before, you know, the Discord. Uh, the Discord is mainly where I've been, you know, Matt and I talked about this before we started, was uh, that's mainly where I post my day-to-day, here's what I'm working on type type posts. You know, I've kind of shied away from YouTube a little bit just because, you know what, I feel Discord is just much more quicker. Uh, it's like, you know, here's, you know, here's a photo. This is what I'm doing. You know, let me know what you think kind of thing. I just, I think it's quicker. So, but I, I still do upload from YouTube on YouTube from time to time and uh, definitely check me out there if you want to see trains run and all that sort of thing. And yes, I will do a video uh, on my new layout. Absolutely. Once it's all set up. Awesome. Can't wait for that. And uh, before I get started here, yeah, just a quick shout out to Johnny for, uh, uh, on his last video, uh, I do make a small cameo in that where he, uh, no spoilers, but uh, he kind of murders me over some scenic material. Uh, but uh, yeah, check it out. It's a really good video. And you can find me on YouTube at West Chicago Monterey Road. I'm on Facebook under the same name. And I'm also on Instagram under WCMRR. So thanks for everybody for, again, for listening. And thanks you to Johnny and Matt for a great episode. And I will catch you guys later. Thank you very much, guys. Take good care. Thank you.